Yeah, but luckily that Miami game, like I said, should be a bye week. I'm not expecting anything <laughs> out of that game. You know, you get to get to get healthy, get focused for North Alabama and Florida to end the season. To get ready for North Alabama, I like that little <laughs> shot. <laughs> to get ready for North Alabama. Dang. <laughs> Listen, like I have former I have, co-hosts on here. You're, there's a, you're not I, any I have, belief of Miami being competition. I have, I have very low hopes for Miami this season. I, you know, I was listening to Mark Richt and, you know, Love Mark Rick, love him to death. But I think he was given just being a little too nice to Miami. You know, he said expecting a big turnaround season and the amount of effort that they put into it this off season. And I was like, ah, Mark, I don't know, man. I don't, I don't know. I don't know if I agree with you there on that. But he did say, you know, looking at Florida State versus Clemson, he thinks that there's going to be a rematch in that ACC championship. It is kind of weird to feel like feel that there could be a possibility of Florida state facing Clemson a potential three times. If Florida state makes a run and Clemson's able to have a good, a good successful season too, there could be a three. I don't think we would ever see, see anything like that, but for a triple game scenario between the Tigers and the Seminoles would be crazy, but let alone there most likely may be a rematch up there and charlotte which would be fun that's austin that's that's your neck of the woods we'd be coming staying at your house by the way hey guys it's terrence man you're listening to hear the spear presented by no game day go those hey what's up this is peter ward aka he dub in the house so we're listening to hear the spear presented by no game day go live go nose hi this is charlie ward and you're listening to hear the spear go nose this is terrell fleckley you're listening to Hear the Spear, presented by No Game Day. No bloody. But perhaps better known as the greatest corner to ever step on a football field, Deion Primetime Sanders. The great Deion Sanders, my brother. What's going on, man? I, I could wake up to that greedy every day, man. That was awesome. Hello, those fans. This is former Seminole Derek Brooks, and you're listening to Hear the Spear, presented to you by No Game Day. James Wilder, Jr. What's going on, James? Thanks for having me on SSOD, Florida State or Die, and go no. William Barnon Floyd. Gentlemen, what's up? What's happening, guys? It's Logan Robinson from Here the Spear, presenting to you by NoLGameDay.com. We are live on a fantastic Monday evening instead of a Wednesday evening because Florida State's 2023 football schedule has officially been released. It's was debuted on the ACC Network at 7 o'clock. If you'd like to see an in-depth look at it, make sure you guys go to nolgameday.com. It's one of our top pieces on the site right now. But we're going to give our instant reaction. With me this evening is Austin VZ, our lead basketball writer. Down below, too, is our editor-in-chief, Dustin Lewis. Gentlemen, we, we're here. We got the 2023 schedule, and it seems like we've got a lot to talk about, a couple different storylines, too, going into it. Yeah, some real disrespect from the ACC. Only two home games for Florida State in the first six weeks of the season? You were mad about that. You were very mad. I mean, man, come on. You're making it really tough there. A lot of traveling uh, for this team in September. Obviously, things are going to start off in Orlando against LSU. Six days later, you come home for the home opener against Southern Miss. Obviously, those were two dates that were already known. But then tonight, first two games that were announced on the ACC Network, Florida State will travel to Boston College on September 16th before taking on Clemson a week later on September 23rd. So in the first four weeks of the season, Florida State, they face LSU, who's obviously probably going to be a top team in the preseason. They face another one of the top teams on their schedule in Clemson and a sneaky game in there. I brought up a couple times on a few of our past shows, Southern Miss, an FBS team, only six days after a very physical game against LSU at a neutral site, you know they they made a bowl game last season. They've got Frank George, Frank Gore Jr. Um, back in the fold who had a tremendous showing in the postseason. So man, the first third of that schedule, no joke for Florida State. Yeah, obviously we're projecting a little bit, but if you get through September three and one, you're feeling really really good about yourselves. Um, at a minimum three and one, you're feeling really good about yourselves going the rest of the way because after that you're not leaving Tallahassee for a month essentially bye week on the 30th home against Virginia Tech the 7th home against Syracuse the 14th and home against Duke the 21st you know they didn't do us any favors in the first few weeks but you know you don't have to leave Tallahassee once the entire month of October so there's a little bit to complain about but 
like I said, if you, if you get through September with, with, with a good record, you're looking at the rest of the schedule going, there's no one we shouldn't be. Well, we just ran right into it, gentlemen, didn't we? But here is the schedule on the screen for you guys that are watching on the screen. We've got starting off September 3rd, Florida State, which I think, in my opinion, Dustin, I know you're not happy about these home games that you need. All, I mean, we kind of expected this home schedule is not going to be good. I know a lot of people in the comments I saw on Twitter griping about it. We knew We knew the home schedule way ahead of time. But I'd take Florida State versus LSU a home game. I mean, shh. Shit, they almost made it a home game in New Orleans, but they're going to face off in Orlando. Should be a heavy FSU crowd there, and they just got to play in Orlando against Oklahoma at the Cheez-It Bowl and came away with the win there. So September 3rd kickoff there, maybe a revenge game for LSU and Brian Kelly. Then up next will be September 9th. Florida State will get their home opener against Southern Miss. September 16th, their first true road game not a neutral site like that lsu game will be but they'll be traveling up to boston college early an early game in, in, in september for florida state against the eagles that's your first three games to begin the season you know a lot of hype going into that lsu game of course but then you get a little get, get a little bit of some action against southern miss but then you're jumping on the road once again up to boston college which you know we saw last year florida state handle business pretty quickly but you know, Boston College is never the most fun visit for Florida State when they're on the road. Yeah, I mean, I guess Florida State, they have won the couple, the last couple of trips up to Boston. I don't think they've dropped a game up there since 2017. That was obviously the year where Florida State was beaten into oblivion 35-3 uh, <laughs> to three by the Eagles. But, I mean, ever since then, yeah, they've gone up there. They've had some tough battles. You know, you think back to 2019, the debut of Jordan Travis, actually, where – he ran all over the Eagles, led Florida State to that victory um, in 2021, get out to a pretty large lead. Boston College was able to come back, but then the defense held up late to escape uh, with a win. Um, and, yeah, we'll see how it happens, see how it goes this time around. Boston College will be breaking in a new quarterback, coming off a 3-9 and nine season. So it's probably good a good thing for Florida State to get them early while they're still making adjustments. And yeah, you know, I, I complain a little bit about two home games in the first six weeks of the year, but it also might be a good thing to get, to get Clemson pretty early on. They're going to be breaking in a new offensive coordinator. You know, not sure how, how club Nick is going to be playing early in the season. If you look over at the tiger schedule, it's actually pretty weak early on. So Florida state is going to be their first big game of 2023 in death Valley. And man, that one projecting right now to be a showdown. And the Whoa, one thing you you're did... sleeping on Duke, sleeping on Duke week one for Clemson. They travel yeah. at they travel to Duke week one. It's a sneaky, it's a sneaky game. But other than that, you know, not much there for the Tigers before they do play FSU. But yeah, you know, Duke a sleeper in the ACC coming off of I think they won was it eight and four Shoot. in the regular season last year. They had a really good first year under uh, Mike Elko and Florida State. I mean, you look over at the home schedule for FSU, that might be the toughest game that Florida State plays in Tallahassee. Uh, the one thing you did mention with playing Boston College is you don't have to really worry about the weather. You know, mm -hmm. a couple of the times they've played up there recently, it's been cold, rainy, kind of sleeting a little bit, almost thinking about snow. You know, middle of September, you really shouldn't have to worry about that. No, not at all. I also not love not playing Boston College on a Friday night. Yeah. Don't have, to worry, don't have to worry about the red bandana game. You know, just go up there and take care <laughs> Who of Who knows? Just... They might just move it up and do it. Screw it. Why not? We, <laughs> let's, get it let's get it in. <laughs> that might be it. Uh, but, yeah, you have that. And then, you know, before your bye, you will face Clemson on the road and Death Valley, like you were mentioning, Dustin. And, you know, thinking about the ACC, and I think we talked about this last week. At least, I, you know, I had it in my head that this is something the ACC should try to do. Get both teams while they're healthy get a good matchup earlier in the season. So then if one, you know, one of them will lose that game, give them a chance to have a run there at the end. And there's an expected uh, probability to see them once again, face off in the ACC championship, because if a lot of y'all are listening right now, those divisions are no longer here anymore. Those are bye-bye. Your top two teams out of the ACC across all teams in the conference will be fighting for the best record to get to the ACC championship inside of, uh, you know, this conference that has made the changes. And I think that creates a lot of excitement and also creates a lot of 
possibility. And I go back to last season and Florida State dealing with all of those injuries. You had Jared Verse, you had Fabian Lubbock go down against LSU. You had a wide range of guys dinged up heading into that middle heap of the season where Florida State had through three straight losses. Being able to face Clemson early on, I think, is such an advantage for Florida State. And then looking back at Clemson's past couple of years and how they kind of start off a little bit slower than usual, I think at least on the FSU side, I think it favors them in some sort of way. Like you said, Dustin introducing a new OC and then Klubnik seeing how well he'll be getting his, what his fifth career start going against Florida state and a primetime matchup uh, against the Seminoles. And they're losing a ton of guys on the defensive line at their draft too. I know they got a couple guys back, but you're still losing Brzee. You're still losing miles Murphy. You're still losing some talent on that line. And, and it might take a little bit for that rotation on the defensive line to set in as well. So, Getting them early, I think, can only be beneficial. Scrapping the divisions, uh, certainly interesting for the ACC. And just based on projections, it looks like it's going to make things a lot more competitive all around for the 14 teams in the conference. Like you said, a lot of people right now are predicting Florida State and Clemson to face off in the ACC championship. That's not something that previously would have happened. You know, one of these teams, it would have been whoever wins that game would have went for the ACC Atlantic but now with the 355 model, which means Florida State will have three primary opponents per year. That includes Miami, Clemson, and Syracuse. And then the other 10 teams, they'll play twice during a four-year cycle, once at home, once on the road. It really allows you know FSU to play every team in the conference at a consistent rate. And just overall, I think the competition in the conference is going to rise uh, from this move. I, I love the idea. You know, I was just talking about it with a friend earlier who's, whose wife is a Virginia Tech grad. Like, we haven't played at Virginia Tech since, what, 2012? Was the last time we played in Blacksburg? That sounds right. And the next time we're playing there is 2025. There's no reason for conference opponents to go 13 years without playing each other. Mm-hmm. Even in, Pittsburgh, in you know, this will be the first time since 2013. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, it, I've always wanted to see a game in Blacksburg. I'm really looking for that game. I know that's years down the road, but – we're going to be able to see these games on a much more consistent basis. And it's only going to be good for this league, um, seeing these opponents rotating and keeping things fresh. So wrapping up the Clemson chatter there, uh, moving on, Florida State will have a bye week in week five. And then like you guys were just talking about Virginia Tech, the Hokies will be coming in town for family weekend slash parents weekend. Uh, they'll be coming in, which I, I love. I already see the comments in Twitter saying that they need to play swag surf. I'm not sure if Mike Gravel is going <laughs> to no. be a fan of one to do that That's or not. not. That's not. I think it's really <laughs> – I don't think it's – there's some things that you just say, oh, that was fun to do way long ago and kind of regret. So don't why, – why bring it back, right? There's no reason to, but they'll be playing Virginia Tech uh, on October 7th, and then you'll be moving on and facing Syracuse at home. You'll go on a three-game stretch here at home. You'll go Virginia Tech, Syracuse, and then, which I think will actually be a decent game, will be Duke on homecoming. Florida State facing the Blue Devils after the Blue Devils finishing off their season, I believe, with an 8-4 and four record making a good run there with a lot of promise with uh, a nice quarterback they have there too that was performing at a pretty good level to keep uh, the Blue Devils rolling. Yeah, this middle four stretch is one that you would think Florida State conceivably conceivably has a chance to dominate. You know, Virginia and Syracuse, both kind of middle of the pack teams in the ACC. You look over at that trip um, after the game against Duke to Wake Forest, that's a place where Florida State has struggled in recent memory, but Demon Deacons will be breaking in a new quarterback with Sam Hartman making that transfer to Notre Dame earlier this offseason. So, yeah, like you said, Duke, 9-4 and four last year, actually finished second in the Coastal Division um, under first-year head coach Mike Elko, who they were able to get from Texas A&M a, a little bit back. You know, that's a program that's been growing. Like you said, they return um, their quarterback and – like I, I mentioned earlier in this show, that could be the toughest game that Florida State ends up playing in Tallahassee. Obviously, you know, these you never know about these rivalry games with Miami. It could go either way. That's a bye week. But Duke, you know, oh, a, a sleeper on this schedule. We'll see what happens. Yeah, I'm, I'm cautiously optimistic about the Wake Forest game just with what's happened in recent years. Like, we have way more talent on paper, but, you know, Clausen's outcoached us recently. Um, but without Sam Hartman to run that slow mesh offense, it's going to be interesting to see what they look like. Um, also losing A.T. Perry, a talented wide receiver. 
Um, it's going to be interesting to see what that offense looks like this year and if they can keep up the high scoring pace that they at least had in the front half of this season. They really struggled the second half of the year. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it wakes an interesting team. I, I'm curious to see what they look like in the first half of the next year. Yep. Uh, for the rest of the schedule, Florida State will go on the road to Wake Forest on October 28th. Then you will go on the road, really on the road here to Pittsburgh, like y'all were talking about earlier. The last time Florida State facing Pittsburgh was on the road whenever Jameis Winston made his career debut on the college level and coming away with a win. But that's on no- November 4th. And then to finish off the season, you face that. You face your final ACC opponent with Miami on November 11th. Then you have North Alabama on the 18th. And as always, and per usual, you've got your Florida Gators Thanksgiving weekend, November 25th. I just want to go back to Duke real quick. Did you guys see their schedule release video for Florida State? Mm-mm. They had a guy I did uh, see that. go grab a box of food, open it up, and it was crab legs. That's funny. <laughs> It was funny. That's it good. was funny. I but they were the it. most unseasoned crab legs I've ever seen. They they didn't look good. They didn't, they didn't look, look very good. Eh, didn't look too great there. Not at all. But yeah, that was that was a good video. Florida State's also been putting out their videos too, left and right. I, I didn't get to see all of them. We were too busy trying to get some stuff out. But uh, one of them though, and it was the I think it was the North Alabama video that they published. There was a little nugget in there, at least something to keep an eye on as we are. But Demetri Emanuel was one of the four other, or one of the five offensive linemen in there protecting Jordan Travis whenever he got into the elevator. That video is what kind of shot. I, I don't know what they were going for, but literally all the offensive linemen are trying their hardest not to laugh. And it's kind of hysterical once you notice it. Oh, yeah. No. And literally, uh, who was uh, to the left? It was Bless Harris who just could barely hold it he, he could barely hold it. i wonder how many tries they did with that but that was a really funny video that florida state did but it also Dimitri, made no sense that's what that's what made it funnier yeah exactly and i think that was just maybe the whole idea but maybe he just has some guards his guys watching over him as he goes into the elevator at the moor but i did note down seeing dimitri emmanuel in there uh you know that's a good sign that hopefully florida state's going to be able to get a waiver hopefully we could get some official word i don't know what that timetable looks like for that but florida state would kill we talked about it last week would kill to have dimitri emmanuel back on that offensive line going in this 2023 season after a really successful year and getting a year two behind alex atkins and then opening up these holes for trey benson that running back room would be major so something that we're continuing to keep a close eye on but it was good to see him in that little promo shot they did there for the north alabama game Mm -hmm. yeah no no inside info maybe just a little bit of a guess on my part but i would imagine that florida state would have a resolution to that scenario hopefully before spring practice uh so you know he can participate through that and continue to prepare for the 2023 season if he is going to receive that waiver from the NCAA. You know, hopefully within the next four to six weeks, we'll hear something about that for (laughs) Dimitri. But obviously, if he is given that extra year, I mean, man, Florida State's offensive line just stacked with depth. What 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 stands out to you guys the most? And I think what every listener wants to know, where do you guys think – brings the biggest threat stretch-wise game-to-game here week-to-week in Florida State, uh, looking at this schedule right now, in your opinion. it's Honestly, it's tough. Like, you would want to say September, but with LSU and Clemson bookending it, it's not as tough as a stretch as much as it is a tough month. Um, yeah, Southern Miss is going to bring a challenge with Frank Gore Jr., we have no idea what Boston College is going to look like, but the travel's not going to be necessarily easy. I'm honestly more interested in what that three-game stretch is with Duke than at Wake than at Pitt. Um, the weather one. at Pitt's going to be something to watch out for. As we just mentioned, Wake Forest, we've we've not played pretty. We've not played well up there recently. Um, and then and then Duke, you know, like we've just mentioned, it was a good team last year, and they're probably going to be better next year. Yeah, it's easy to go. Um, with the first four games and just kind of with the expectations on Florida State's shoulders, you know, looking at that stretch up to Duke, you're thinking that the team is probably entering that game five and one, maybe six and oh, 
and you get to a game like that against the Blue Devils, and then, like Austin said, that stretch against Wake, where a place that you've traditionally struggled, Pittsburgh, even though they're losing some stuff and going to be breaking in a new quarterback and Phil Jerkovich, who Florida State's actually seen the last couple of years at Boston College, they're, they're always physical and uh, well well coached under uh, Pat Narduzzi. So, yeah, that's a three-game kind of a couple trap games in there for Florida State. And it's going to be interesting to see how they kind of navigate playing games against guys against teams that you would consider maybe not the greatest competition, especially a year like this where there's so many expectations on their shoulders. And at that point, you know, maybe they're looking ahead to those rivalry games against Florida and Miami. Yeah, but luckily that Miami game, like I said, should be a bye week. I'm not expecting anything <laughs> out of that game. You know, you get to get to get healthy, get focused for North Alabama and Florida to end the season. To get ready for North Alabama, I like that little <laughs> shot. <laughs> to get ready for North Alabama, dang! <laughs> uh, listen, like I have former I co-hosts have, on here. You're, there's, you're not I, any I belief have, of Miami being. I have, I have very low hopes for Miami this season. I, you know, I was listening to Mark Rick, and you know, love Mark Rick, love him to death. But I think he was given just being a little too nice to Miami. You know, he said expecting a big turnaround season and the amount of effort that they put into it this off season. And I was like, ah, Mark, I don't know, man. I don't, I don't know. I don't know if I agree with you there on that. But he did say, you know, looking at Florida State versus Clemson, he thinks that there's going to be a rematch in that ACC championship. It is kind of weird to feel like feel that there could be a possibility of Florida state facing Clemson a potential three times. If Florida state makes a run and Clemson's able to have a good, a good successful season too, there could be a three. I don't think we would ever see, see anything like that, but for a triple game scenario between the tigers and the Seminoles would be crazy, but let alone there most likely may be a rematch up there. Charlotte, which would be fun. That's awesome. That's that's your neck of the woods. We'd be coming staying at your house, by the way. Listen, that's it's a twenty minute drive from my house. Hmm. I'm right there. Okay. Uh, I, I drive by the stadium every day on my day to work. Wow, is it good scenic view? We it haven't is. been there in a while. We haven't it been is. there in a while. So yeah, and I was there for I was there for the game in twenty. What was it? Twenty twelve against mm-hmm. what was Virginia Tech when it was freezing cold. It was yeah, like it was cold. It was to like 27 degrees and it was raining. Uh, it was a pretty miserable experience. I'm hoping, and I, now I'm sounding like this is going to happen, but, you know, knock on wood, we'll see what happens. But, you know, I'm hoping that press box is in, indoors for us because if not, it's going to be a pretty chilly one. And you know what? I was just thinking about this, Dustin. Whenever we go travel up to Clemson, that is perfect. Right there in September, we're up there in South Carolina. It's not going to be too cold because that press box is also a mix like outside too so that, that just works out perfectly for us same thing with boston college weather up uh in massachusetts is going to be pretty nice around that time of year exactly can we can we briefly talk about miami schedule because i just i do it. i do want to talk about it they start right. off they start off for the battle of miami playing miami of ohio <laughs> let's talk about their first road game where miami will play at temple it's I so mean, their schedule is crazy. Miami of Ohio, Texas A&M, Bethune-Cookman at Temple, Georgia Tech. Then this is a brutal close of the schedule. At UNC, Clemson, Virginia, at NC State, at Florida State, Louisville, then at Boston College. Ooh. That, those, yeah, no, they're that, in trouble. Those five, those five games at UNC, Clemson, Virginia, NC State, Florida State, good Lord. They might go one and four there. The memes will be uh, going around everywhere if they lose the battle of Miami. <laughs> Dude, I, I can't wait. <laughs> I can't imagine. I will be tuned into that game like no other game. Looks like that game's on a Friday night too, yeah, so Friday you can already night. expect low attendance. I mean, it is. It's already Hard Rock Stadium. It's gonna be a low low attendance anyways. Plus a Friday night. Shoot, I'd start up. I don't know if you did start off with it, but shit, Georgia Tech. They'll give them a good run. I mean, the way that they were finishing off their season last year playing for the interim coach. I just, I just, but, why are know, those, they playing kids will at fight. Temple? I know. What? what? <laughs> that ju- like, that just set in. Like, it's I know you at, said it, but it just set in at Temple. At, you know you know what? I wonder if that was – uh, that's, that's where Temple That's plays. where they play. But I wonder if that was a stipulation oh. of whenever Temple hired Manny Diaz and then Miami hired him back so quick. That'd be crazy. 
I'd be interested to look that up if they had some kind of future game scheduled due to that. I don't know. Random thought, random thought. But what's crazier to me is they don't play a conference opponent until October 7th. Yeah. But then it's like then it's yeah. all conference appointments. They have no non-conference games at, after September. Well, good. Their non-conference schedule is – We'll look at Clemson's too. Easy. I mean, who knows what A&M is going to look like next year with the amount of departures from that program. There's, there's, watch Miami still go two and two non-conference. Well, <laughs> I can see it. They lost to Middle Tennessee State at home last year. Nothing's impossible. Yeah, so Clemson, to start off their season, they're going to be playing at Duke on September 4th. And then they're going to – I'm I'm always looking at the stretch between Florida State here. They're gonna face FAO. Wish it could be Willie Taggart, but so long. Do we? Do we wish that? Do, uh, don't you know, don't we want? Fun. Don't we want? Don't we want? Clemson we would pull left up a pull. little bit. <laughs> well, Willie's not there anymore, so there might there might be a That's chance. What I'm saying there, there's there's a chance now. If Willie was there, then you know, yeah, there is a chance. Around the yeah, whole I game. guess so. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. But yeah, FAU and then you know Charleston Southern Buccaneers. I, I, I don't know. I've, I've never been. I've never heard of the Charleston Southern Buccaneers. But yeah, Charleston I've Southern Buccaneers played them in a few times. I do. Rem- I do remember. I do remember. We played, we played them in basketball. But too. that helmet's just that helmet's distracting me. It's only been a couple years. Well, this helmet. website you're on, they're using old helmets. I mean, I don't even know if that. Look at that updated know. FSU logo spear, though. That one looks good. Hmm. There's stretch right here. I, you know, that that's just – you have a bye week after Wake Forest for the Clemson Tigers. Then they play Miami. Then they play so at NC State. You know, two straight two straight buys. So maybe this it's going to be this latter half stretch for them for sure. Their latter half, I was just going to say for the audio people, at Miami, at NC State. Then you face Notre Dame at home. Then you play Georgia Tech. And then you play the Tar Heels, and then at South Carolina, which you know they got the best of them last year. Yeah, the NC State game and Notre Dame games will be interesting for Clemson. And I was just going to talk about UF real quick. They open the season on the road at Utah. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. Um, obviously, breaking in a new quarterback and Graham Mertz, who <laughs> is basically a, a statue. Um, <laughs> two weeks after that, they'll take on Tennessee conclude the month of September at Kentucky. And, man, this five-game stretch to end the season for the Gators going to be a tough one. <clears throat> Neutral site matchup, as every year, with Georgia. Then they have Arkansas at home, travel to LSU, travel to Missouri, and then return home to face off Oof. against Florida State. So This is the first time in a long time they haven't played a cupcake before Florida State. Usually they play – like usually that McNeese McNeese State game that they play the second week of the year will be right before Florida State. Yeah, they'll be playing FSU coming off a back-to-back road trip, so a gauntlet for the Gators and Billy Napier's second year, and some losses on the offensive line. Do I no, do no I no mobile quarterback? Do I smell a four and eight season for Florida? Like who who are we saying Florida beats? McNeese State, Charlotte, Vanderbilt. I'm not giving them <laughs> Vanderbilt. Like that's what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> are, like that's a Arkansas maybe. Nah, I don't know about that one. Yeah, I mean that's that's a, if you look at both of FSU's primary rivals, Florida and Miami, it's going to be a tough year for them. You know, it, you're looking at the schedule and you're trying to count the wins. Are either of these teams going to make it to a bowl? That's I was so talking to someone the other day, and I was like. I, I wouldn't be surprised potentially if Florida State finishes with the total number of wins that both of those programs end up with. Oh, wouldn't that be something? Yeah. I mean, if Florida State wins 11, 12, 13 games, like a lot of people are thinking, it's a very real possibility. I mean, even, even if they win 11, including a bowl game, that might be, that might, that, do, that, it. That might do it. That is a nasty, that is a nasty stretch. That is a nasty stretch right there. Yeah, those are the last South five. Carolina. Of course, you get the bye week, but South Carolina, Georgia, Arkansas, at LSU, at, at Missouri, but then you face Florida State at home. Those, it, it, those last goodness five. gracious. They, they might that be one terrible. or five. Thanks for repeating it. But yeah. 
They might be one and five in those last well, six. That's kind of crazy. Sure. I'm emphasizing. I already so, emphasized yeah. it. I still can't believe they got Graham Mertz. I'm, I, I have about more that of an enough. emphasizing voice, though. I, Not really. You sound you say I still can't believe they got Graham Mertz. No, we haven't is... talked about that enough. They, they, yeah, they're that playing be... Graham Mertz. If you're at Florida State's defense or mainly any defense in the SEC, you are not worried about that. You are not worried about that quarterback. It doesn't threaten you. This this feels very Hornerbrookish. Mm. Don't bring don't don't bring back All the flash from Wisconsin. Please. So that's what I'm saying. Yeah, don't bring back those those flashbacks. Mike Norvell though seems pretty excited for this upcoming season and the schedule. He said there is a tremendous amount of excitement internally and externally for the season. I love that quote. There's a tremendous amount of excitement internally and externally for the season. Uh, the ACC's new scheduling model and elimination of divisions creates exciting matchups and brings new teams onto our schedule, which is great for our student athletes and fans to experience. Our team had a tremendous week in Orlando for the bowl game, and we are looking forward to returning there for what will probably be the most anticipated game of Labor Day weekend. And Mike Norvell is pretty right about that. There is not a sexy amount of week one matchups if you guys haven't looked ahead yet at that. But I looked ahead before the bowl game because I'm a freak. Playing eight games in our home state is another great element for our team. And we can't wait to be back in front of the best fans in the country as we continue on our climb back to the top of college football. Good quote. See some confidence there, some confidence. You had that type of Mike Norvell two years ago, really. But there's definitely some confidence built within this team for sure. But what would you grade at least like in favor for Florida State of this schedule? Like, I don't think it's one. I don't see a lot of complaining. Like last year, there was complaint. I mean, that's how you're always going to see complaining no matter what. But it, for this one, it doesn't come out to you being like, oh, my goodness, Florida State is screwed in this or the ACC screwed them. It makes. I think it makes sense for – your top two teams that are projected to be in the ACC next year for Florida State and Clemson, it favors them. I, I, I'd give it an A, honestly. You only have to play – like I know Dustin was kind of miffed at only playing one home game early on, but that's one less game in the heat of Tallahassee. That's probably going to be a noon or a 3 o'clock game. You only have to deal with one of those. You know, you get Clemson early, you get Boston College early, that'll both be dealing with new quarterbacks. Three straight games at home against teams that you should beat. Wake and Pitt is the only one you're like, you know, I would have liked to see those broken up maybe a little bit, like maybe swap around the Syracuse and the Pitt games, and you're like, this is an A+. Plus. Um, but then to end the this, end this season, Miami might be just completely out of confidence by the time you play them, you know, November 11th. North Alabama, no, we're not expecting anything. Then Florida, same thing. Maybe, maybe by... Thanksgiving, all their hopes are just out the window, and they're three and eight. You know who who knows what Florida's going to look like. <laughs> I really like the, how the schedule sets up for Florida State for them to do something serious. And even if you drop one of these early games against LSU or Clemson, you have a real serious chance to run the table the rest of the way and, and get back to the ACC championship to to maybe make up for the loss against Clemson. Yeah, I'll go with like a B plus. You know, three of those first four games are going to be pretty interesting and yeah i agree with you austin outside of that you know the three game the three game home stretch you think florida state should be able to pull out all of those um and then that two game road trip at wake at pittsburgh could be um slightly tricky for the seminoles but i mean other than that it lines up pretty well i do agree with your point you know if you drop a game to lsu if you drop a game to clemson if you run the table after that win the conference championship as well you're right back in the discussion to uh, make the playoff and, you know, that's that's what's on Florida State's mind this year. Um, coming off a 10-win season, a win over Oklahoma in the bowl game with all these guys coming back, Jordan Travis, Trey Benson, Fabian Lovett, Jared Burst, all the transfers coming in, some of these new recruits that can make an impact out of the gate, you know, five-star wide receiver, Hakeem Williams. There's a lot of energy, a lot of optimism that's building in Tallahassee. And, you know, these guys should be excited because they've got a chance to – put Florida State in a discussion that they haven't been in, in in quite some time. Yeah, there's a ton, a ton of excitement. I think everybody's really excited getting to spring. You know, they're counting down the days till that spring game, which we can now share officially. Dave, we projected it last week, but April 15th at 4 p.m. We will see you guys there in Tallahassee. Yep, Florida State will – 
you know, you're not you're not debuting a new quarterback or anything of that, but you are debuting your star quarterback coming back along with Trey Benson. You've got guys on the outside too with Johnny Wilson. You bringing back Micah Pittman too. There's so much to like on the defensive side with Jared Verse making his big time announcement. You know, you just kind of go on and on. Fabian Love it too. That will be that will be the thrill. That will be the appreciation I think from the Florida State fan base to where you'll see a very highly uh, highly anticipated and also busy weekend in Tallahassee. That that Doe Campbell Stadium should be pretty filled in my opinion, um, just just because of the just of having these players come back like this. And, you know, you don't usually see that a ton of from other college football programs, but for Florida State to be able to retain these players and the production that you had last year, and then you get to have another spring, another spring camp, you have a fall, fall camp, and then you head into a 2023 season like that. There, there's, there, there should be excitement for this, for Florida State to make a potential ACC run and, and get a playoff chance for the first time since 2014. That we should acknowledge it's not a spring game, it's a spring showcase. So <laughs> yeah. it's going to be a glorified punt pass kick like competition. what it was last year. Um, get the cones out on the other side of the field, and we're going to do some I, punt I w- return skills. And I wouldn't sure we'll be surprised if like, Jordan Travis doesn't even touch a football that day. <laughs> He's in bubble wrap. Yeah, just, just celebrate the guys coming back, get the young guys some reps. Get out of there healthy. I have a feeling it's going to be one of those. But regardless, there will be plenty of excitement from the fan base. We saw how many um, fans were in attendance for Florida State's bowl game down there in Orlando. You would think there's going to be pretty good turnout in Tallahassee as well. You know, at least 45, 50,000 fans, hopefully, in the stands for that one. There's not going to be a home baseball series that weekend, but the softball team is actually scheduled uh, to play, I believe, against Virginia during during that weekend so there's still going to be some stuff to do in Tallahassee and also a benefit of Florida State holding this on a weekend they're going to be able to have some recruits hopefully in attendance on Saturday hopefully coming in on Friday night and and sticking into Sunday as well maybe not something that their rivals are going to be able to do as effectively Um, Florida actually scheduled to play theirs on Thursday the same week as FSU and Miami will play theirs on Friday at a high school stadium I didn't okay well (laughs) <laughs> they get high school attendance every Saturday, so what's, what's the fits it perfectly. They'll have like maybe a half full high school stadium then, and then for the Florida Gators, <laughs> what they're going to be competing with what TV shows on Thursday nights, like maybe Modern Family reruns or something. Yeah, NCIS. I saw, I, saw, I saw Miami announce their spring game on a Friday, and the first comment was, "Man on a work day." I'm like, "You weren't going anyway." Like complaining. <laughs> Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, so that doing is. that during the middle of the week, I mean, that just kind of makes it tough for fans, for for everybody. I don't really understand the the benefit of that one, but on on four fourteen two from Miami, y'all saw Twitter, you know, FSU Twitter taking care of business, but they have their spring game on four fourteen April fourteenth. I mean, do you not use your brain any like whatsoever. Like, is there any common sense? Destiny, up. Like, any Destiny arrives all the same golly like you, you just you just make it so easy for fsu twitter you just make it so easy it's just they, they wake up ready to go after you at like 8 a.m before they go to their job fsu twitter is ready to bully either you have twitter or miami twitter but when you schedule something like that on 414 come on man friggin jordan travis has a line of shirts surrounding 414 so. free ammo yeah yeah Exactly. So anything else before we hop off of here? We'll, we'll figure out if we're doing a show on Wednesday night. We might not do one. It's a very, very, very slow week. So if anything pops up, we'll see if there's – I know Dustin's like, God, oh, man, I want to do another show this week. But really inside, he's like, I mean, that would be well, nice. no, no matter what, you won't be seeing me Wednesday. So, Oh, no. I know. I have to suffer through Florida State basketball. <laughs> well, if we're, not gonna gonna do, if we're not going to do another show, we might as well talk about this commit. Yeah, might as well add in the command. Why don't you? I mean, it happened today. It was a flip from North Texas. Dylan Turner, a three-star linebacker. Go ahead, Dustin. I know that there's been put put us on the good side first. Give us give us the upside because I I see our Discord, I see our Twitter, people getting ticked off, and you know this is going to be in this 2022 class. He will be enrolling this year for Florida State. But you know, a lot of people not a fan of this commitment. For under Randy Shannon and, and Adam Fuller's defense. 
Yeah, it's definitely an interesting take for Florida State. Got involved here pretty late. Extended Dylan Brown Turner an offer in um, late December, and then we're able to quickly set this official visit up during the early parts of the new year. Um, over the weekend, he and his family were in Tallahassee. Their very first visit to Florida State in Tallahassee during his recruitment, and I believe it might have been <clears throat> the first time that he was able to speak with Mike Norvell in person. <clears throat> I know Randy Shannon had been by for an in-home visit earlier in the week, but yeah, this was one that Florida State really jumped in here late. Um, a guy that they're projecting to be someone who's an, an athletic linebacker who can kind of move around in space a little bit based off what Randy Shannon has told Brown Turner. They project him as a recruit in a similar mold to Kalen DeLoach. So, you know, you're thinking about a sideline to sideline, an athletic guy, um, you know, not really a big thumper on film. I think that's something that he's going to need to improve a little bit as he makes that transition to Florida State. But someone who did play um, in a high division over there in a state where there's plenty of competition, you know, coming out of Texas, um, a place that's known for high school football. Brown Turner, about six foot and a half, 208 pounds or so. So he does have some size that you want to see coming into FSU, probably going to need to put on. 15 to, to 20 pounds or so over the next couple of years. And I think this is just Florida State finding a high upside player late in the recruiting cycle, potential diamond in the rough. And, you know, he's not someone they're going to be counting on out of the gate. They're going to be able to develop him over the next couple of years, along with the other true freshmen they're bringing in in this class and the linebacker unit, Blake Nicholson and DeMarco Ward. So it's going to be a, a valuable first year on campus for those guys. Um, you know, acclimating to the college level, getting into a, a college strength and conditioning and, and nutrition program. That's going to be big for a guy like Brown Turner as he develops. And I think another thing that Florida State is just kind of looking at in this one, he missed the majority of his junior season with a leg injury and then came back for his senior season and had, I believe, about 120 total tackles or so for um, South Oak Cliff High School out there in Texas. So they're projecting a guy who, who's got a lot of high upside and We'll see what happens here in the future, but they really like him a lot. I think those are just kind of playing it for the future a little bit because you're probably losing to Loach and Tatum Bethune after the season. Definitely. And um, Brendan Gann as well. Yeah, and Brendan Gann. So you kind of just need bodies in that room. And, you know, if, if he turns out to be a high-quality player, then it works out. If not, you'll hit the transfer portal and grab someone that can't make that impact. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and you, you don't know about a guy like Steven Dix Jr. who's coming off a season-ending injury. So mm-hmm. there are some questions there, and I think you're just kind of bulking your your depth up. Yeah, might as well, too. And one thing I won't do is start questioning the staff of Florida State staff. Yeah, I understand we can all give our opinions on him. No, no, I don't know if that's worth it for Florida State to grab. But from something that I've learned pretty quickly here, guys, a.k.a. uh, Trey Benson, a.k.a. other players, let's just not label the kid already before he's even stepped foot on campus. And, you know, just to see the reaction from everybody, you know, we'll just see if he can maybe prove some guys wrong here. But going to what Florida State can work with to a develop here, they're already doing it with Omar Graham Jr., who I think is going to have a nice career in garnering gold for Florida State, one of the smartest players on the team, and should get into that rotation, I think, in 2023. Blake Nicholson, too, really talented linebacker that Florida State and Randy Shannon. And, uh, you know, Florida State was able to add there with Derek Ray being a big-time instrument and grabbing him on the recruiting side of things. Um, and then you're adding in, him with Dylan Brown Turner you can see what you could do there develop him if it works out it doesn't but like you said VZ either you go transfer portal or you get you make sure that a main focus is getting that linebacker room filled up in that next class because no matter what it's going to be a pivotal and vital part and what Florida State's going to do going into 2024 so uh, let's just see and give it a little bit of time here but I think it's just easy just to look at rankings that yeah. websites put together man I, I get so irritated that we get irritated about stars right away, and that's it. I mean, that's just plain and simple. This fan base loves to get pissed off about little stars and numbers and <laughs> shit. It just it, it amazes me sometimes. And then they get proven completely wrong whenever fall hits. It's it, it's hilarious to me. It is hilarious. So um, I think some like people I, will be eating. Then, then they just find some a new player to complain about. There will be something new, most likely. But and like I said, you know, this kid missed most of his junior season with an injury, which meant. He went under scouted, 
who know I'm not sure at what point he was able to return last offseason to start working out again if he was able to even participate in any <clears throat> in any 7 on 7s or like combines or anything like that last year to get his name out there nationally so I mean this is truly a guy who's flying over the radar and, and I've seen some people compare compared to FSU um, signing Jordan Eubanks or Kobe Gross a, a couple of cycles ago. And I mean, thinking back to thinking back to then, you know, that was when scouting was completely shut down. Florida State wasn't able to go out and see these guys. Some of them had their seasons completely canceled due to COVID-19. This is a completely different situation. You're bringing in a guy who has proven himself um, over in a, in a pretty good division over there in Texas, not an elite athlete, but someone who's very smart, a high football IQ, does a lot of the right things on the field as far as filling gaps. And I think this is someone that Florida State, they see, you know, the smartness coming out of his game and just some upside that they can hopefully develop over the next couple of years, refine him, refine him, his skill set a little bit, build that body up, and we'll see what happens. On Wednesday, we will be in attendance for Florida State newcomer interviews. First, we'll be hearing from defensive backs coach Patrick Sertain Sr., the first time since he's been hired talking to the media. So that will be a really good one to start off the morning. And then this is a whole this whole lineup is great. We get Brock Glenn, true freshman quarterback, coming in. We get true freshman offensive tackle Lucas Simmons. And then we will get the prized guy in that class with wide receiver Hakeem Williams to finish off the newcomer interview. So that should be a pretty good Wednesday for you guys. Make sure following us on Twitter. We'll have full coverage of that for you guys. Let's finish off a little bit of Super Bowl. You know, what about, I mean, the AFC, NFC, whew, that was, that was, that was a, just a weird kind of championship weekend. Obviously the AFC championship delivered and, you know, we can talk about refs and all that kind of stuff, but, um, you know, watching Brock Purdy and that game just go bye-bye right out the window and injuries left and right, everything going against them. It just hurt watching that. I felt bad because I had the 49ers. I had picked 49ers to come away with the win there, and that just completely squashed me. I did pick the Chiefs, though, because can't pull for the Bengals. But a good amount. If you wanted a lot of Seminoles to go into this Super Bowl and have their names listed next to them, this is it because this was going to be your best idea to have – a lot of them. You've got six former Seminoles competing in this Super Bowl with Derek Nottie with the Kansas City Chiefs. He is going to be uh, heading to Arizona alongside Joshua Kane Doe, former Florida State defensive end. That will represent Kansas City. And then on the other side, Florida State is going to be putting out there, at least next to their names, uh, on that side, hold up. My thing is just completely just shutting off over here. I don't know if I could, if y'all can the still Eagles hear me, but I think we'll it is. We'll be bringing in, um, there you go. Go ahead. Starter, starting defensive end, Josh Sweat. And outside of that, a couple former Seminoles on the practice squad, Janarius Robinson, Marvin Wilson, and former offensive lineman, uh, Rod Johnson. So overall, six former Seminoles going to make an appearance in a Super Bowl, Super Bowl. I don't know, a big number. So 57, I think it is. I think it's 57, I believe. But this will, Florida State's five defensive linemen in the Super Bowl, they're most at any position group from any school. And the six total representatives give FSU the second highest total among all college programs. So not too bad. A little slight flex as you're heading into Super Bowl weekend. Was I the only one surprised to see Marvin Wilson on there? I I had known about it just because I keep up with J Rob a little bit, but yeah, whenever I put out the tweet, some people weren't too they weren't too happy about it. That <laughs> I, I had listed I, I him as a former criminal. I didn't know he was on a practice squad still. That's the only thing I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. No, I think my biggest surprise was uh, Roderick Johnson. I had completely forgot about him. I did not know that he was still playing football whatsoever. I was like, wait, that name, and I had to like, I wish I had the edit name. service. <laughs> Yeah, I wish I had the edit service, but I'm not going to try to do that and get a fake blue badge. So, yeah, yeah you are. put a you've tweet thought, under it. You've, you've thought about buying it. No, I have not. I, I no, know I you not. contemplated it. Like, we get why would I? Guess. But then you you could click on the verified badge, and that's the only reason that, you didn't that they're buy it. fake. That's fake. That's the only reason you didn't buy it. I bet you were. Well, if it didn't say, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, I, I want I want it the organic way. I want it to be given to us. Dustin, every month he sets a reminder on his phone to make sure he sends in his application. Not anymore. 
Elon and I guess screwed they, it for all of us. Now you like, can't even do it anymore. Yeah, you can't even do it anymore. If I ever see Elon Musk, I'll body slam him <laughs> through a table like a Bills fan. <laughs> Damn. Jeez. Um, what, what is this? Tom, Tom, give me heat for – it better not be about that 49ers game. <laughs> Starting quarterback was gone. Couldn't even throw the football more than six this, yards. That, my, my 49ers pick, that squash. That – I, I went one to know. I went yeah, one to know. I picked forty niners and I picked Bengals. So yeah, I was over two. Mm, Tough times. Uh, I'll take I'll take the acknowledgement. And, of and, winning that. and to be fair to forty ers fans, I've never seen a team go through four quarterbacks. That's crazy. <sighs> I feel bad for them, man. And Kansas City paid the refs. <laughs> yeah, man. Tough I, thought, I thought for I thought maybe Burrow would give a run there, but. He just doesn't have that Kenny Pickett juice in him yet. So okay, here we go. Got that what three win juice? Twenty 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 two was a rebuilding year. I knew that going into it. I want to see growth from Kenny Pickett. And I saw the growth of those big Ben drives there to go down there a minute fifty, come down there and win it for us. Yeah, you know what he We're needs, to grow? Those hands because they're small as shit. That they did enough for me last year. Did oh, say, oh, say, nine interceptions is enough for you. Oh, I know you're not. I know listen, you're not talking to me about listen, listen, listen. The you, last time we saw quarterback, quarterbacks, Kirk Cousins. I know you're not talking about quarterbacks the, right the now. The last time we saw a quarterback with two gloves, how did that work out? Who did was Peyton it? Manning wear two or is it one? <laughs> Teddy Bridgewater. Oh. Uh, once again, one of your former quarterbacks. So listen, I love Teddy talk. and then he got hurt. Love love Teddy. Yeah. Great guy. It's not a not a fantastic NFL quarterback. At least after the injury. So, we'll never know. Tough season. Tough, tough. We'll see what happens. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I think that's going to do it. I think, you know, we probably won't see you guys on Wednesday. There's no reason to we'll see. do one again in two days. But uh, yeah, we will look forward to seeing you guys soon. Maybe something breaking news will happen and we'll do a quick hitter on here for you guys. But or if we have a guest or something, you know, that'd be fun. Messages are out there already. And that would be fun. You didn't tell I me not to good. send them. I love a good interview. I, I'm down for one at any time, any place, any hour. And, and I guess Sign if anyone up. is in Raleigh and wants to suffer through a basketball game with me, come hang out. I have a feeling I'm going to be alone on it, but, you know. <laughs> tough scenes, tough scenes. But, yeah, I think that's going to do it for the show tonight. Appreciate everybody ha- hanging out with us. This was our instant reaction to Florida State's 2023 football schedule. Being out there for you guys, we're excited. It's going to be a fun season ahead to cover. Mike Norvell, big, big spring and off season ahead. So make sure you guys are following along. Make sure you subscribe. Hit the like button. If you're on iTunes right now, feel free to rate five stars. Leave a review. Make sure you're subscribing on YouTube. We're going to start throwing out some interview stuff, maybe this newcomer videos on Wednesdays. So make sure you guys are subscribed everywhere. There's just going to be a lot of stuff going on. And definitely some some moves and some additions coming to nolgamedy.com that I think everybody will like. So appreciate everybody. Everybody have a great rest of y'all's week. And we will talk to you guys next Wednesday at 8 p.m. Peace.